Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty, all righty, all righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this Wednesday, the ninth day of June, 2021. That is 692021. We welcome you to the show. Starting out another week of Race Day Las Vegas radio programs covering the racing scene Las Vegas style right here from our studios over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM in Las Vegas. Where right now it's uh, it's nice out. Little little thin, little thin clouds overhead. But the sun still is uh, p- peeking through. And it's going to be mostly sunny today. 75 degrees right now here in Las Vegas. But we have cooled down. We're only going to reach 95 today here in Vegas. And it's going to stay below 100 degrees topping out here in Vegas until Saturday. So we got a couple of... I guess you would call it some some summertime cool days here in Las Vegas, Nevada. As we welcome to the show and all the listeners here who listen, where we emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs from the studios and over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM. Listening to us worldwide on many different platforms, how about our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, racedaylasvegas.vegas, racedaylasvegas.world, racedaylasvegas.global. Get in the picture? Yeah, we got them all. And, of course, your smartphones, your Androids, and your iPhones that you can get your phone apps, the KSHP phone apps that you go to your phone app store and get it, put it on your phone. You can hear us streaming, like now, right now, streaming, yeah. And, of course, the many different uh, locales that we have, many different platforms where we podcast. Wherever you get your podcasting from, whatever outlet you get it from, just go to that podcast and uh, punch in race day and you'll get us. So there you have it. There it is. There are. However, wherever, whenever you get us, welcome to the Race Day Show. Well, it has been an interesting uh, Triple Crown. There's no no doubt about that. We had a really neat uh, Triple Crown run. And, of course, all of the uh, particular, you know, lawsuits and everything is going to come from it. For example, uh, the attorneys for trainer Bob Baffert and the ownership of Medina Spirit filed a lawsuit uh, they did that on Monday against the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission seeking testing of Medina Spirits post-race Kentucky Derby. In the filings, the attorneys say further testing will provide evidence <clears throat> that the positive test for the the drug that he was um, that he was uh, disqualified or at least uh, tested for the tested positive that drug is linked to an ointment as opposed to an injection. All right? We knew the particulars were going to come in, right? I mean, it depends on what is is, right? Uh, Yeah. Now, uh, you know, we all know the Medina Spirit finished first in the Kentucky Derby, was tested, and had a positive on a drug that I'm not going to continue to try to repeat because I'm not uh, not a guy who knows anything about drugs. But uh, I guess it's called... Betamethasone. It's prohibited at any level on race day. But there were so so uh, minute 
a tracking of it. They call it picograms per milliliter of blood, which is one trillionth of a gram. Trillionth with a T. One trillionth of a gram. I don't even know how they measure that that acute, that close. But they say that the um, the the rules, the regulations prohibiting this is to have the that particular drug injected into the horse. What Baffert's saying is it was part of a mixture of drugs on an ointment that was applied to a rash on the horse. They said it was found into his system. Uh, it was found into a system through the ointment. And that is critical, noting that it, it is a huge difference in finding it due to an inter arteral joint injection versus one from a topical ointment from both a regulatory and public relations standpoint. So now we're going to get into, you know, we're going to get a dicing up and get it into, and this will drag through the courts for a long time. So after the uh, post-race sample was tested positive, after the split sample was tested positive, now they're going into the courts. And it will go on for a long time long time trust me in the meantime linda rice one of the leading new york base trainers had her license officially revoked on monday by the new york racing uh new york gaming commission which covers racing that was monday officially revoked it now two weeks ago uh the uh, hearing officer approved recommending that she be banned for three years and, and a $50,000 fine for conduct, conduct detrimental to racing. Well, Linda Rice, the New York-based trainer whose license was officially revoked on Monday by the state regulators, filed a request for a stay of the penalty in the Schenectady Supreme Court on Monday night according to her attorney. So she's trying to get uh, her attorneys. She's trying to get a uh, stay on that. So you got rulings. You got suspensions. You got legalities and stays and all that stuff there. And it goes on and on and on. All we know that at halftime in the three-year-old division, essential quality is the leader in the division. And uh, I would imagine his next start will be in the Travers if everything stays okay. Good news for us, and I hope for you too. Woodbine is going to kick off its meet on Saturday, and uh, uh, with the Ontario entering step one of the roadmap to reopen, their plan earlier than they plan earlier than expected opening on Friday. Woodbine Entertainment announced that uh, on Monday that the thoroughbred meet will begin on Saturday. And we are planning on having our boys back from Woodbine for their meet, which is going to be a fun meet to play and bet. So Woodbine is finally going to get the live racing going starting on Saturday. Hopefully we'll get one of their uh, guys with us either, uh, I don't know, maybe later today or tomorrow or Friday before it opens on Saturday. But we'll, uh, we'll be covering it for you on Saturday with reports out of there as well. So that's good stuff. Uh, as uh, John Lindo mentioned earlier, Joey Bravo, who is disgusted with the New Jersey whip rule at Monmouth Park, has decided to relocate to Southern California. Remember, he uh, he rode at Del Mar maybe five, ten years ago, something like that, and uh, really didn't get enough mounts then, so he went back to Jersey. But he has had it now, and he says he's coming out to Southern California. He will be accepting mounts on at Santa Anita on the 18th, 19th, and 20th just to show everybody that he's really coming out. He said he's going to get his, all his stuff shipped, trucked out to Southern California, and he'll uh, be riding at Del Mar as well. And he has a one-year plan. He's going to stick it out for a year to see what's happening. Now, it's it's really kind of interesting that he and both Trevor McCarthy one of the leading riders at the uh, 
at the Aqueduct Winter Meet, who started in Maryland, has also come out to California and relocated. Now, these guys are top jocks, and they're relocating in an area where you have racing right now Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, although Del Mar will uh, put on a couple of more days. And right now, the anemic fields. So let's hope that when Los Alamitos kicks in and when Del Mar kicks in with the, uh, with the plans that they have with the ship and wind stuff and all that down at Del Mar and the fact that people really want to race down at Del Mar and the fact that Del Mar is going to be 100% open with fans this year, that everybody's jonesing to get down there and that we'll have full fields down there and these jocks can apply uh, their craft and, and try to make their way into that uh, jockey standings there. But it, uh, it was uh, really curious that both of these guys would relocate to Southern California when the racing, you know, the field sizes are short and all that. And Flavian Pratt, John Hernandez, and Umberto Rispoli seem to be uh, dominating there. But we'll, uh, it'll make for good competition for us, the players. And that's, that's all good news. That's good stuff. All righty. Anyhow... An update on the COVID, because we uh, haven't done this for about a week, but uh, our infection rate uh, was 3.6%. We really got it down. And so uh, they, do a th- they do the weekend tally on Mondays. They combine all Saturday, Sunday, and Monday into one clump. And uh, so that clump, of three-day clump, was 627 positives in the state. Now, that's just a little less than 210 per day. The infection rate dropped over the weekend to Monday to 3.5%. Now, yesterday, they had 347 new positives, three deaths overall. Uh, and Clark County had 291 of that. But our infection rate is now 3.5% both in Clark County and in the state. And all I can say out there to you is that the folks who wore the masks and did what they were supposed to, who had did the social distancing when they were supposed to, did the uh, washing the hands and all that when they were supposed to. And those who went and got their vaccines, both shots one and two when they were supposed to, all of that worked. It is evident it worked. So I can only ask any of you out there that haven't got the vaccine yet, uh, just do it as a, as a matter of factly, if nothing else. Just get the vaccine because it works. Okay. All right. We got a, uh, you know, there is racing after the Triple Crown. And coming up this uh, weekend, of course, like we said, uh, Woodbine is going to start off. So they'll have some racing. Good stuff. And uh, across the pond, and you'll, you could be you could watch this, of course, on the TVG network for sure got to get up early in the morning to do it but ascot is starting to run so they're going to have a lot of big stakes races over the weekend all graded stakes races you got the queen Anne a breeders cup winning your in that'll be uh on june 15th you got the prince of wales big one breeders cup winning your in on june 16th so we're starting now to turn our attentions to the breeders cup and of course we've got delmar and Saratoga dangling out there, the big some some summertime race meets that for what a difference a year makes with the with the pandemic now that we got it under control, right? We're not, we haven't got it defeated. We've got it under control. We've got to keep it that way. And all of us contributing can get it done. We have proved it. But getting stands, you know, people back in the stands at both Delmar and Saratoga is going to be like rock and roll city, right? Because, look, how great did it look and feel this weekend at Belmont Park on Saturday after the bad weather they had on Thursday and Friday, but Saturday, Belmont Stakes Day, with all those big stakes races, the fans were there. It wasn't packed. They topped it out at 15,000. But still, you had living and breathing fans screaming and yelling. It feels so good. It feels liberating. In Las Vegas, boy, are we humping. Oh, man, we got, we finally got one of the big, huge, major conventions coming back into town. It's uh, the Concrete Convention. And they are going to be the first ones to occupy the new 
multi-multi-million dollar expansion to the Las Vegas Convention Center. Remember that we were on our way to building it, and it was completed, and then the pandemic hit, and everybody didn't do conventions, etc. You know, the world was locked down and all that. Well, the first big major convention that this town thrives on it's coming and it's and and they're here and and they're they're having a good time and they're in the Las Vegas Convention Center all of the shows are now open again the hotels are open again etc and it's all due to you out there that did it cumulatively did what we were asked to do so congratulations all right Rich Eng is going to stop by today. We'll chew a little fat with him. Of course, John Lendo. Jerry J is on his little vacay. So, uh, but he'll, uh, the Jerry J's power pages will go uninterrupted at all of the station casinos here in town. So be aware of that. He's still going to do Belmont and Santa Anita because technology is a great thing. Except when it happened to us on Belmont Stakes Day. Remember that? Oh, oh we'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty back on race day las vegas and of course uh, here's some news that came out that uh, i don't know i guess is uh, it's it it's good news but man i don't know about mother nature oaklawn park is adding December dates to its calendar as part of an expanded 66-day meet for this upcoming season in 2022. I know it's a long ways away, but the track announced this plan on Monday. They plan to open on December the 3rd. Now, we know through the course of the um, years that even when they opened in late January, there were a lot of days where it was so cold at Oaklawn they couldn't race. The track froze up. Remember the uh, this past season how they they were off for like uh, what almost two weeks or something because of the track conditions, the weather, not so much the pandemic, but the weather. Now they're going to open up on December third. Winter racing in Oaklawn Park is going to be something a whole lot different. But anyhow, they're going to try to do that. So, uh, you know they got uh, great racing there, so that's not a problem. All right, let's go to the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country, reminding everybody that the first post time to be broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone. So if you're here in Las Vegas listening at Sports Talk 1400 AM, where we emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs over these airwaves at Sports Talk 1400 AM, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today because we are in Las Vegas 
Our race books are in Las Vegas, in Nevada to be exact. And um, we are in the Pacific time zone. So these will be first post times to roll out in our race books today. If you're listening on our websites, on the phone apps, on the podcasting, however, wherever, whenever you get us, if you're not in the Pacific time zone, you have to adjust the Pacific time zone for the first post times as they reflect to you in your time zone from the Pacific time zone. Otherwise, you'll miss something. You don't want to miss anything. Especially, you know, like I miss mom and dad. So the first post times are Pacific, okay? So here's the menu of racetracks today. We have seven racetracks on the menu today as far as it pertains to the books here in Las Vegas. Ready? All righty, we begin with uh, Parks Racing. Parks Racing's first post time is 9.55. They've got a huge pick five jackpot carryover at Parks Racing of $244,087. Pick five jackpot, $244,087. Parks Racing first post time is at 9.55. Then next we go to Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes has a first post time of 10.10 in upstate New York. We follow that with Delaware Park. Delaware Park has a first post time of 10.15. 10.15 at Delaware Park. We follow that with Penn National. Now you got a you got a 10.15 at Delaware Park. The next track up is Penn National. That's a first post time of 3 p.m. 3 p.m at Penn National today, all right? After uh, Penn National, by the way, uh, I uh, forgot to tell you about the Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes got a pick six, a regular pick six carryover of $4,965, okay? And then of course, uh, that goes uh, Delaware Park, 1015, Penn National, three o'clock. And then we follow that up with Canterbury Park. First post time is 310 at Canterbury Park today. Watch a little of the racing out of there yesterday. Don't forget that Track Phantom, he's got sheets for Canterbury Park. First post time there is 3.10. After that, you got Evangeline Downs. Their first post time is 3.50, 3.50 today. And we wrap it up with Emerald Downs in the Great Northwest. Emerald Downs is the first post time of 6 p.m., 6 p.m. at Emerald Downs today. Their pick six jackpot carryover. $24,637. And that's uh, the menu of racetracks available on this Wednesday, the 9th day of June. We're going to be back. I'm going to give you the uh, twin Q results, and then uh, we're going to talk with uh, Richie and John. So don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered.
All righty. Let's uh, clean up a little work uh, and uh, some results from the weekend. Of course, we're going to give you the Twin Q. Sunday's Twin Q at Station Casinos for $5,000 featured the 10th race at Gulfstream and the 9th race at Belmont. The 10th race at Gulfstream, uh, the winner paid $1,140. Second place finisher paid $360. And uh, in the uh, second half of the Twin Q, which was the 9th race at Belmont on Sunday, the winner paid $2,120. And the second place finisher paid $6.50 to place. Now, the winning numbers were 1-9 and 1-2. And there were two winners chopping up $5,000 in Sunday's Twin Q, each receiving $2,500. More Twin Qs on the way as we continue to be spoiled here in Las Vegas with the Station Casino's Twin Qs. All right, now we're going to go to Rich Yang standing by. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralph. All right, now uh, you don't have any uh, sheets out for today, but we're going to just, uh, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, wrapping up the Triple Crown and all that stuff. But um, you do, now you'll do a sheet on Thursday, uh, a SAMO sheet? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, in honor of being on the show this morning, I actually did a little handicapping, so I do have a couple of horses. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So you, you knew that I would probably put you on the spot, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I love betting uh, racetracks from coast to coast. I, I know I focus on uh, Southern California, but uh, I must admit, the temptation of actually looking at other tracks is, is too great. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I, I got to tell you, too, uh, he, uh, Richie's a good handicapper because he knew, without me telling him, though, I was going to ask for a horse. <laughs> so you're a good <laughs> handicapper there. All right, so You've but known me for too long, Ralph. Too right, long. so the so the uh, so the sheets though your sheets for for the simul sheet will be tomorrow, and then of course they're covering Santa Anita for the rest of the week, right? That's correct. Yeah, Santa Anita, of course, just doing a Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule. We'll do those sheets, but uh, Thursday's uh, simul sheet has been pretty popular uh, since since they started uh, putting that together. Now. Um, I didn't have a, a real good chance to talk to you about the Belmont Stakes uh, on uh, Saturday. And uh, obviously, it, you know, I want the reflections of our handicappers. Is this has, been in, this has been two years of the most odd triple crowns I've ever seen in my life. Last year with the pandemic, with switching around the races, and the Belmont Stakes were shortened, bada-bing, bada-bing, bada-bong. Mm-hmm. Then this year, with the winner of the Kentucky Derby, getting to, uh, well, not disqualified, but dangling in the, the wind there with all the lawsuits and the positives. And then we had a new shooter that came and won the uh, the Preakness and then the Belmont. Uh, I thought out of the three Triple Crown races, the Belmont was the best and the most exciting. It came down to two horses, but what what a battle these two brought on with Essential Quality and uh, Hot Rod Charlie. And, of course, uh, right now, Essential Quality is in, in the uh, barn at the halftime, or in his locker room, I should say, at the halftime of this game with the leading uh, the sophomore division right now. Of course, got to prove yourself in the Travers and then a mix with the older horses later on in the year. But uh, he is he is really something else. Uh, and I, um, I mentioned that I thought Hot Rod Charlie ran the best race of any of the three-year-olds out of the Triple Crown races, in in the Belmont when he lost that race and there were a lot of people I, I saw on Twitter um, you know saying how can people say that Hot Rod Charlie ran the best race when Essential Quality won the race but that's not always the case. Yeah, well, I know uh, in the show last week, Ralph, uh, on uh, Sunday morning, I, when you were talking about that, uh, I, I knew I brought up the example of a race I remember very early in my horse racing interest in career was uh, the Seattle Slough race in the Jockey Club Low Cup, where uh, very similar tactics throughout uh, the early part of the race, uh, Seattle Slough and affirmed two Triple Crown champions went a half mile, like 45 and change, and then uh, Angel Cordero uh, put that horse, the other horse away and kept going, and um, at the top of the stretch, all of a sudden, here comes Acceler with Bill Shoemaker, and mm-hmm. the two of them hooked up, head and head at the top of the stretch. The, the, the whole... You know, the way the race shape came up was very similar to what we saw in the Belmont. It takes a very courageous horse to, to run early, run middle, and run late like uh, Hot Rod Charlie did. But, you know, take nothing away from uh, essential quality. I mean, he still had to go out and extend himself and, and run that other horse down and, 
and he did, and he, he showed he was a true uh, true champion. Also, he was a two year old juvenile champion, and um, uh, you know, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I know in my Naira career, Alpha, uh, I worked at Traverse Stakes, in which uh, we had the three winners of the Triple Crown races uh-huh. run in the Travers, and uh, that was the year when it was uh, Conquistador Cielo. Loma's ruler won the Preakness, and Gato del Sol won the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And I know that had not happened in a long, long time. I forget the actual facts, because I know we did research it, but it was the first time the three uh, winners of the Triple Crown races you know, had competed together. Mm-hmm. But um, if people remember that race, all three of those horses lost in the Travers. The winner was a horse called Runaway Groom, yeah. who came from last place and ran over the top of them. But uh, I'm leading to the fact that it, we have a scenario now with three different winners of the three Triple Crown races. I would love to see them get together, either whether it's the Haskell or whether it's the Travers. Yeah. But we have the potential, anyway, of, of seeing that again this year. And don't forget that with the uh, official dangling out there on the Kentucky Derby, Mandaloon is part of this conversation, too. That's right. That's right. Actually, uh, you could have a fortet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, I know Medina's uh, spirit crossed the finish line first, but if eventually at some point they, they do disqualify him and, and move Mandaloon up, you could still get the four of them together and, and settle it on the racetrack. That, that'd be kind of fun. Sure will, and uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun to see if they can attract them uh, to uh, the Travers. I don't think they can get them in the Haskell with all the confusion going on there. But uh, and we don't, you know, uh, we really don't know what Medina Spirit, what uh, Baffert's up to with him, right? I mean, because everything's kind of in flux right now. Yeah, and you know, one factor too will be if uh, at that point if, if Naira will be accepting entries from. Bob Baffert and the Bob Baffert Racing Stable because mm-hmm. uh, you know he, he was not allowed to no. enter any horses on that Belmont Stakes card. Uh, I, I don't know if their stance position will change as we move forward because obviously Naira offers an incredible number of stakes races throughout the year. We've got Saratoga coming up, so uh, you know that hurdle has to be passed if if Naira will actually accept Bob Baffert entries. And and it's is going to be seen if this thing keeps dragging on and the racing. Now remember, these are the racing associations, not the commissions of those states, but the associations are the one that put these uh, bans on. So far, it would be mm-hmm. it, it's going to be interesting to see if maybe Medina Spirit, the owners, say, "Listen, we want to run in some of these races. We're going to give it to another trainer." And when Bob Baffert returns and gets off of his uh, suspensions and bans, we'll give it back to him. You don't know if that could be a scenario, too, because these horses, I mean, they're only going to be three-year-olds once. And, you know, time keeps passing. The next thing you know, he's a four-year-old. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Travers is uh, called the Midsummer Derby for yeah. a good reason because yeah. uh, with the – basically the, the, the championship's still up in the air. You have three, possibly four winners of the Triple Ground races, so nobody has a lock on it, although exclusive quality probably has a short lead only because he's the champion two-year-old. Well, so you know, that, uh, we, already. we kept, we kept uh, you know, doubting uh, his uh, – you know, we thought that maybe some of his races were won by circumstances, but he threw it down and got it done on Belmont Stakes Day, so we got to give him all the credit in the world. And, and Brad Cox is living pretty large right now with some of the horses he has, including, uh, you know, the uh, Belmont winner, that's for sure. Uh, Richie, uh, we're, we're ready for a pick. <laughs> also, I want to make one final note yes. uh, before I give the picks. Sure. Um, I, 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 w- I would advise John Sadler, uh, uh, you know, with Rock Your World. I, mm-hmm. I know Rock Your World, that he was my pick in the Belmont, but uh, he wasn't going to win the race. But I tell you what, for him to break dead last again with Joel Rosario, uh, I was texting with a friend of mine, and he says, well, that's, what karma, uh, that's when karma ki- racing karma kicks in. <laughs> Because, huh, huh. you know, he had he had fired uh, Umberto Rispoli after the San Anita Derby. And yeah. the races that Rock Your World ran in the uh, uh, Kentucky Derby and now the Belmont Stakes were basically just bad things happened. There was Ariel coming out of the starting ages. That's racing karma. 
So hopefully we'll see uh, Umberto Rispoli back on this horse and this horse running back to the way he can run. I know he's a I know he's a talented horse, right. but uh, you got to put him back out. You know, and I got I got to think that his tardy beginning kind of forced the hand of Flavian Pratt with Hot Rod Charlie because a lot of people were saying, well, you know, it might have been Pratt. Uh, with this horse on the lead, with those type of fractions, that made a uh, tactical error. But when the when you know these jockeys always say, "Well, we're waiting. We're going to wait and see what they're going to play the break." They they call it, which is coming out of the yep. starting gate. Now, when Rock Your World, who was expected to be go to the front, had a tardy start, and and Hot Rod Charlie came back, came out of the starting gate so so swiftly and so easily and without incident. Well, you almost have to naturally put him on the lead. So it was uh, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, believe it or not uh, tactics going on in the Belmont at the mile and a half. That's for sure. All right, make me some money. All right, we'll give two horses. Uh, the first one will be at Finger Lakes. Let's go to race number four at the Finger Lakes. It's a maiden special weight going around two turns, and uh, I'm going to go to the rail horse, the number one. You guys are no fun. Uh, this horse uh, got a nice prep sprint at Belmont Park. This horse went off a 23 to one and mm-hmm. uh, didn't run a bad race. I mean, when you're running in uh, at Belmont, even though it's a New York State branch, you're still running against very good competition. And now uh, uh, trainer Jeremiah Engelhart's bringing the horse back to Finger Lakes. I really think with the uh, the inside break, this horse probably will be sent by uh, Andre Worry. So uh, let's try the number four horse, Finger Lakes, uh, fourth, uh, the one. You guys are no fun. 25 win, plays two for the ROI. That'll be my, my first pick. Well. Finger Lakes, fourth race, number one. The one in the fourth race, 25 win, plays $2 ROI on the one in the fourth at Finger Lakes. Uh, I guess did you did I, did you check for the uh, scratches? I have not checked for the scratches, okay. and I don't have to worry about off the turf anyway. <laughs> That's right. All right, second pick. Second pick will be a turf race. So yeah, I have not checked to see if they're going to be off the turf. I know they were fast and firm yesterday at Canterbury Park. Yeah. Let's go to the seventh race, which is a five furlong turf race, and uh, let's go with the two horse Joe D's Angel. This horse shows a lot of speed. Coming out of the Texas Circuit, Houston, Sam Houston, and the Lone Star Park, but the, with the turf rail out 20 feet, I think it'll really accentuate this horse's uh, forward uh, movements. So let's go 25 win place two for the ROI number two, Jody's Angel in the seventh at Canterbury. All right, seventh race at Canterbury Park, number two, uh, 25 win in place two dollar ROI two to win on the two in the seventh at Canterbury, and of course in the fourth at Finger Lakes, the one horse. And uh, as I'm looking at the updates here, there are no, no current updates for either Canterbury Park or Finger Lake, so we can't get it if there's any scratches anyway. All right, thanks a lot, Rich. And uh, I understand that you'll be uh, participating live at Santa Anita on Father's Day? Yeah, just a quick note. I'm going to be at Santa Anita on Friday, uh, June 18th, uh, Father's Day uh, get-together with some family members of uh, uh, my family, the Ings, and uh, my brother's wife's family, the Chows. So we're going to Santa Anita next Friday, Ralph. All right. Beware. You've been worn out there, Santa Anita. <laughs> thanks a lot, Richie. <laughs> hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. Hey, we're coming back with John Lendo. He's got a thought or two. Don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, quickly, as you know, there was a mandatory payoff on Sunday at Santa Anita in the uh, pick six. And those winning prices were $17.20, four even, $19, $360, and $10. So that pick six uh, paid $4,649.36 with the carryover and all the other money going out the door at Santa Anita on uh, Sunday. Now I'm going to bring in uh, Mr. John Lendo. And, John, by the way, uh, I, I saw a picture of Gulfstream beginning the installation of the Tapita racetrack. It's going to be on the outer, outer kind of ring. It's a little outer ring of the turf course there. Just, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that they're just going to be training on that, aren't they? I mean, they can't run on it. It doesn't look like it's wide enough to run a race on. I have not seen the width. Good morning, Ralph. And, and that, from what I understood, they're going to use the outer one-third of the current turf course to put this tapita in, and they're planning on running on it. And okay. I think the, the biggest benefit it'll have is when they get that rain that comes through Miami and, and that area down there. Oh, the downpours, the, yeah. Right, and, and the races have to come off the turf. You can move those to the tapita. And we've seen in California and everywhere else that, you know, turf horses in general – they won't scratch. They'll still run if if you run it on a synthetic surface. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, well, I you know remember the pictures I see is not a complete either. So maybe they're just starting out that way. But it's going to be interesting to say the least. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and, and you know to be able to, remember now there are no dark days down there. They're they're going to cut back to three days a week racing, but they've got to put this all in while they're conducting a race. Meet, right. So that'll be interesting because they don't, they no longer have Calder race course. It's gone. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's, I think, one of the, the main reasons they need to get some of the relief from that turf course. All right. So Joey Bravo and uh, McCarthy, uh, both the jockeys that were successful in their circuits, now going to uh, you know, land in the jocks room at Santa Anita to mix it up with Flavian Pratt, uh, Juan uh, Hernandez, uh, Umberto Rispoli, and, of course, uh, even uh, uh, you know, Jessica Pfeiffer. With the limited amount of horses that are being run there now, I, I, they must be banking on a lot of horses coming out with that new program they got at Del Mar. Yeah, and uh, Joe Bravo's agent will, will be Matt Nakatani, who also handles Mario Gutierrez. And, and from what I understand, he's not looking to ride you know eight or nine a day. Uh, uh, at this stage of his career, career Bravo's probably looking to ride five, you know, five a day, somewhere in there. And he'll be a good complement to Gutierrez, who a lot of times – has to take off horses to ride for Paul Redham, his right. main client. Yeah. So that gives them a backup plan there. And, you know, we know Bravo is very good on the grass, and there's a lot of grass racing at, at Del Mar. And, you know, he can use the riding crop to a little bit. It's a little <laughs> different than uh, 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 yeah. Park. Yeah. So that, that'll help him, too. And, and he's a good guy, and, uh, you know, he's got some business, and he's got some guys coming from the East Coast this, this summer. I think that'll help him as well. Well, you know, we're talking about the uh, the whip rule in Southern California, and we, we have gone through the first uh, couple of uh, weeks that it was instituted with all of the California, you know, the rulings against it. And I guess jo- uh, uh, John Velasquez got a three-day suspension in Southern California that he's going to serve on the 6th, 11th, and 12th in Southern California for riding infraction. And Dick Mandela, the trainer, had a positive for a uh, a drug and got a $500 fine, too. Right, and that that has to do with the Lasix rule. No Lasix in the stakes races. That was an affiliate, Jolie Olympica, yeah. who came up from uh, South America. And, you know, apparently she, she had a bleeding problem down there. And, and she, you know, she came up and, and was doing very well. And then they cut out the the, the use of Lasix uh, in the stakes races out here. So, uh, you know, she, she bled and... Uh, and now she's at Woodbine. Now they they send the, he had to send her out of town because he can't run her uh, without the use of Lasix, and, and so he sent her to a different jurisdiction where she can't. And I got to tell you, uh, Woodbine, uh, I'm kind of excited about the fact they're finally up and running because that was always a good competitive, uh, you know, um, racing signal that we had here in Vegas. 
that when, you know, the racing got a little chalky and a little short in Southern California, Woodbine was always a, a great track to go and look for winners, and we had a good a stable of handicappers there, and we're happy to have them uh, returning with us, and they open up on Saturday. And you know what? With the whip rules and the Lasix rules and all that uh, that's scattered around jurisdictions here in America, I could see where Woodbine might have a very strong meet coming up. Well, they've got that big, expansive turf course too, and that's a lot of fun to watch. Not only as a as a horse player, but a guy, you know, you you like to play races. You won't get in as much trouble with that big, wide turf course. You've got a long stretch, and mm-hmm. and you know, you can find some, you can do a little price shopping out there. Yeah, no question about that. So that's uh, kind of fun, John. You know, uh, we knew that there were going to be uh, ongoing uh, maneuvers, uh, legally and otherwise, with the uh, Medina Spirit deal. And now this lawsuit that was uh, filed by uh, Baffert and the owner of Medina Spirit seems to have a little bit of uh, credibility to it. Well, to me, and again, this is just my opinion, uh, I think the lawsuit is more of a damage control situation now. Uh, We know that the horse has tested positive for this beta-methazone. The split sample tested positive. Okay, so it was in the system. Uh, what, what uh, trainer Bob Baffert and, and his legal team are trying to do? Okay, let's show them that that this wasn't something that you know we injected into the joint. It just happened to be from an ointment that we used for our skin rash. Mm-hmm. It just when, when it comes to the penalty phase of this from the Kentucky Horse Commission, maybe there's some mitigating circumstances that will lessen the type of, of penalty that they receive if, if it was you know applied one way as opposed to another. I don't know. It's a very gray area, but they just want to get it, try and get it on record that it's not something that they tried to slip by the the, the horse commission. Yeah. It just happened to be in, in something that they they didn't realize they were doing yeah, wrong. Yeah, I, I think that's the uh, purpose is the fact that you know they thought the rule was for injections, and this was an ointment that happened to saturate into the horse, and it was like it was nothing. Uh, at least he's giving the presentation. It wasn't nothing nefarious about it. But Medina Spirit, you know, we were talking about where he will go next. Well, the New Jersey Racing Commission, the New Jersey uh, uh, Racing Commission and uh, the New Jersey uh, Association that operates uh, Monmouth Park says, hey, listen, you want to come out here and run, you can. And so Medina Spirit looks like he's going to be possible for the Haskell Invitational in July. Well, you know, Bob Baffert has a long history of running his horses at Monmouth Park. He took American Pharaoh there. Are you kidding me? He, yeah. They ought to rename the Haskell the Bob Baffert Haskell, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had, had a very large presence there through the years. And with his limited options right now on the East Coast, he can't run in New York and he can't run in Kentucky. Uh, you know, that, that's going to be a major player for him, I've got to think. Uh, that and, and Right now, that in California, and until... We know what kind of penalties he he has he receives from that that positive, you know he could he could be uh, locked out everywhere for a little while depending on what they do as far as any kind of suspension. Well, we know he knows how to get a horse ready and run big in the Haskell. The guys won the Haskell nine times, including last <laughs> year with Authentic. For goodness sakes. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 been known to to fire a good horse out there once in a while. Anything happening in Southern California that we should know about uh, heading into? Uh, you know, this is kind of like the time where it's really a struggle to get uh, filling uh, cards and entries because we got Los Alamitos uh, right, you know, right up the road here with uh, their meet coming up uh, in uh, June. And, of course, uh, everybody's stacking it up for Del Mar. When does Santa Anita close? How many days do we have left? We've got two, race, two weeks of racing left this week and next week, three-day weeks each. So just six days of racing coming up, and they'll be done there. Mm-hmm. They will go to uh, Los Alamitos for seven days, and I think we have about a five-day break between the end of Los Alamitos and the start of Del Mar, which starts on a Friday this year. I think it's Friday, July the, looking at my calendar, July the 16th, I think, is the opening day at Del Mar. Uh-huh. And all i got to say is that... Uh... Uh, you know, uh, we'll be covering uh, Los Alamitos as well with our correspondents out there, so that'll be kind of fun as well because it's a unique racetrack, and uh, believe it or not, you can make some money out there. Well, it's, excuse me, it's fun, and it's a little different. Uh, you know, you've got that real long stretch out there, and uh, even it's, a, it's just a whole different format, and you've got to look for horses for courses like everywhere else. 
And uh, I like to support Doc Allred, who's done so much trying to keep the business in Southern right. California going. Mm-hmm. Every time the, the industry's had a problem, whether they needed new stalls, he expanded his racetrack to a mile yeah. uh, to, to be able to race when Hollywood Park closed. Every time something has to be done, he's the guy that steps up to do it out of his own pocket. And, and I don't think he's gotten the best of deals. He's gotten some bad race dates and no, some other things. But no kidding. He just, he's just plugging away. So I like to support him as much as I possibly can. Uh, John, uh, you were talking off the air about uh, is there some proposition out there, the one-two finishes, Belmont one-two finishes in, in the Breeders' Cup? No, but it just, you know, it was, I don't know how often it's happened, but it can't be often. But the one-two finishers in the 2021 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Mm -hmm. were Essential Quality and Hot Rod Charlie. And here they come back, you know, seven months later in a a mile-and-a-half Belmont Stakes, and they run one-two again. Uh, The odds of that, i got to be astronomical. So, and the odds of them about the quality of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And the odds of them uh, running one, two in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and those other two races. Woof. <laughs> well, it's a lot shorter now than it was before. No kidding. And you know, you have to wonder now the next step for Hot Rod Charlie. I know a lot of his ownership are based in Del Mar. So, will he uh, go back for a race like the Haskell or the Travers, which is on the radar, or will he maybe try the older horses in the Pacific Classic? Going a mile and a quarter on the on the dirt at Del Mar when you know that the Breeders' Cup is at Del Mar this this fall, mm-hmm. and getting a mile and a quarter race over that surface might not be a bad idea. Well, we'll wait and see. That's for sure. It's, it's a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun in the year, and and finally, uh, you know, uh, people are starting to come back to the races, etc. It's just a good time. Do want to mention to everybody out there listening. Uh, on the internet and on all of the uh, streaming that we have through the cable and internet, etc. We had, uh, as you know, on Belmont Stakes Day, everything was down. I mean, the whole system went down. And so we have uh, the technicians and the company that runs all of this stuff, Cox Business, are all coming out and they're starting to, uh, you know, go right down the entire system so they hope it doesn't happen again. Find the problem that was was the problem and correct it. And so they say that tomorrow morning they'll be working on the system as far as the Internet, etc. So we may not be on the Internet or podcasting or the phone lines tomorrow. May not be. I do not know because I haven't asked them yet uh, what the extent of their, um, you know, their their troubleshooting is going to be but they're going to be out here working on that uh tomorrow during the morning hours and you know with my luck it'll be during uh, the race day las vegas shows <laughs> well let's get the tin on the rabbit ears and make sure everything works yeah no kidding that's for sure but uh, racing will go on and and we'll be here in studio if nothing else just talking to the wall but we'll be here and how whatever uh, is is operating at that time we will also be uh, covering that as well but we'll get that behind us and then we're set for the rest of the week. In any case, uh, John, since Jerry's on his little vacay, and since we're wrapping up the show today, go ahead and say it. Have a great race day, everybody. <laughs>